one. All right, here we go. Doing it again. Another episode, another day. Underpaid, underqualified. You excited, Jaw? I am damn straight excited, buddy. Fuck yeah. 10 minutes late and still doing work right now <laughs> and trying to multitask and wondering how I should be doing it. But we're here. We're doing it. Wait, has like work just been like super stressful for you or something? Nah, not really. I probably looks like that because last time I was on the podcast, I think I was like in a zombie state because it was a really exhausting day. But I don't know. It hasn't been like that every day. It's uh, I don't know. It's it's you ever have those days where you kind of don't want to do anything, but then you have something you know you should be doing, but you're just like, eh, I don't need to do it. And then six o'clock rolls around and then you're like, ah, I should really do that thing. And then you're like, fuck, I'm not going to feel good unless I do it. So then you kind of do it. And then it's like, oh, shit, I can't believe <laughs> I wanted to like be so lazy today. Yet if I would have done the thing early in the day, I wouldn't be working till 7 p.m. Are we talking on the context of work or not? <laughs> what else would I be talking about? Um, usually by the time it's like 6 p.m. Or no, I try to get everything done by like five. So I don't have to do work unless like I absolutely must. So I don't know. For me, it's I definitely have a strong it takes a little bit to ramp up. And there's going to be a brief window where I'm pounding through work. And there's going to be another brief window of mostly me just panicking, trying to get to that quote unquote deadline. Hmm. Yeah, I got the opposite. I don't know. I never well, we actually work till six, which is probably the biggest con of the job. But I feel I guess I don't feel as guilty taking an hour long break. <laughs> uh but well, what time do you start? 9 a.m. Oh, okay, because the shift's over because I started at 8. Oh, you started at 8? So you do yeah. 8 to 5? Damn. Yeah. That's weird. Do you remember Twitter? 9 to 5? Oh, weren't those the days? <laughs> well, it's actually, okay, so like if you think about it, like 9 to 5 isn't that bad because then we got we got that hour still, you know, that was technically paid. So that, that, that was kind of nice in that sense. Yeah, that was about the only nice thing we could say. And then and like, also it wasn't exactly nine to five. If you were some people, it might've been nine 40 or nine 45. <laughs> and we might've been keeping a doc <laughs> tracking. Oh gosh. You know, like towards the end of my tenure there. Wait, did I tell you what I started doing? Like towards the end of my tenure there? No, but before you say, do you remember who I'm talking about with this? What I just said? Oh my gosh. Um, I know who you're talking about. Who'd always come late. Well, we can't say it on the episode, but yeah, basically there was a coworker who like routinely showed up late, like to the point where it was hilarious every single day. And we started <laughs> taking, taking notes of her, uh, his or her, <laughs> I might've just given away the gender, uh, his or her don't want to assume genders here. Right. Uh, timing that they would come in every day. And it was just hilarious. Cause I don't think they ever got reprimanded for it. Right. Well, the person eventually got fired. Oh, they got fired. Yeah. Well, now we're giving it away even more people. <laughs> if anyone from Twitter's listening, they can do the math. Well, the person eventually got reprimanded is what I'm saying. So, uh, okay. Um, yeah, that's fair. Um, well, it probably wasn't for that, though, right? It was probably for. I don't oh, know. gosh, it's been a minute. I don't really remember anymore. Yeah, that was back when Trump was president. <laughs> Such a long time ago. Oh, you're right, huh? And then we had to worry about his tweets and everything. Yeah. And then you uh, remember somebody else got fired because they messed with his account. <laughs> that was a fun time. Yeah. Do you, were you there for that meeting? Somebody like they had like was. A, a really serious meeting, basically saying like, use the tools only for like shit that's related to your work. Don't just look up the president's Twitter account with like shit that you can use to like look on the backside of his account, you know? 
yeah no it, it became like a whole thing like sorry people started tracking it just because it's like all right he does have freedom of speech so we can't screw with him too much so if anybody's looking at it without any a legitimate work purpose uh it was, it was scrutinized yeah Exactly. I got paranoid about it, too, because I'm pretty positive. I definitely looked it up for not related stuff to work like before then. So I don't know. Maybe Trump's just more high profile. So that's why they caught it. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, no, I mean, it's given the times because of his status. Yeah, probably. But uh, I, I just I remember I was annoyed because they used the word terminated. I'm just like, it kind of bugs me. Anytime anyone uses the word terminated for fired, like you're just trying to sound way more dramatic than you need to be. Just say let go. Just say fired. Like terminated sounds like they were fucking executed, you know? Mm-hmm. Bugs me. I don't know. It does sound a little bit more scary because it's definitely in context. So if you say terminated, it does sound a little bit more serious, but they all are synonymous. Yeah, terminated should be exclusively, res- exclusively reserved for Arnold, ah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. That would have been more smooth if I could have got that line out. But uh, I'll try one more time. <laughs> not really. I'm probably fucking up again. Um, but yeah. And then, uh, do you remember it was my last? Uh, my last day was uh, when somebody deactivated his account, and then it was also their last day, so I could technically like lie to people and say it was me. <laughs> oh, you could. Yes. Yeah. I tell you about the time where I, I forgot which basketball was it James Harden's. I deactivated somebody's Twitter account because it, it accidentally made it onto a list of accounts to deactivate. Huh? Really? And yeah, for some reason somebody asked me to go and de- deactivate these accounts. I'm like, okay, sure. And one was a, a famous basketball player. I think it was James Harden. And I stared at it for a good long while. I'm like, am I actually supposed to deactivate this? <laughs> well, it's on the list. And I deactivated it and like five minutes later or 10 minutes later, somebody emails me. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm not supposed to, you're not supposed to deactivate that account. Uh, I know it was on the list, but please reactivate the account now. <laughs> wow. And I'm sitting Dang. there like, I didn't fuck up. <laughs> I did not hear about the story. I think I told you-, you. Uh, I don't know. I feel like, well, you might have, who knows? I don't know, but, uh, it's been a minute. We've had many different jobs in between. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, do you like James Harden or feel neutral? Oh, fuck him. <laughs> I think at the not, time, at the he's time not on the pre- Lakers. No, it's because I really actually legitimately hate his game style of play. So I think you're just the- jealous of his beard. You just wish you grew a beard like that. I can't even sarcastically say yes to that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you do wish you could have that beard? No, because I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> You've tried to grow facial hair, right? Yeah, but then not to that degree. Okay, so I've done No Shave November just to see what it looked like. But I definitely do know, like, once I can grow up to a certain point, then it just becomes disgusting. <laughs> yeah, mine gets, like, red. It's not a good look. Only, like, Michael Fassbender is the only person I know who has the same thing, and I think he's he's a little bit better in the looks department, so he can pull it off better. Wait, it gets too red? Yeah, like, uh, it's like my hair is brown, but then the beard, if I grow it out, looks more red. Not, like, straight-up ginger, but, like, reddish. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Was not you aware have, of that. Hmm. You have that problem too, right? <laughs> that it grows red? No. Yeah. Can't say I have. <laughs> I got some gray ones here and there. Yeah, there now. Damn, really? Already? You're 28, right? 28, yes. Ah, uh, damn. I'm hoping to not get any grays before I'm 30. We'll see. Okay, honestly, I do have a ton of gray hairs in my head. <laughs> what do you worry? I think this is an obvious question, but what do you worry more about? Gray hair or balding? Balding. Yeah, absolutely balding. 
I feel like I'm pretty set. My hair feels pretty thick, but it does feel a little bit thinner than it did when I was in high school for sure. So there's always that little paranoia because they say like you got to like use there's always those like treatments they say you should be using to like counteract it. You know what I mean? And then if you don't, then it'll just hit you out of nowhere. So I'm always a little paranoid about that. Yeah. So a lot of people are like a lot of researchers I've seen because I think I do have a receding hairline. Uh, I think it got to the point where I think I noticed it towards the end or beginning of like adulting. And I'm like, oh, wait, this is, I think I receding hairline. And I tried, I tried to use a, what was it, regrowth or I can't remember that word. It's a big chemical word. Hmm. Rogaine. Uh, uh, yeah. It's a chemical used in Rogaine, hmm. but I use like a generic brand, like thing. I'm like frantically trying to look up that chemical thing now uh it is wait for it wait for it oh we're just going to say rogaine too lazy to look for it anymore damn all that hype for nothing no build up or no payoff minoxidil there we go okay sweet we're appealing, so, to, the, we're appealing to the science crowd exactly so I, I used minoxidil for a little bit then i got like all right i got bored and tired of using it and when I looked at my hair, okay, it doesn't look like it's uh, receding anymore. Okay, all right, we're good, we're good. And then, like, a few months ago, I started noticing, like, why is there a ton of hair that, like, comes out of my head when I'm, like, showering? This doesn't look good. And then I started, like, asking around, and somebody suggested, hey, it's probably because you're using head and shoulder or something like that, because it's, like, heavily chemical-based. And... I started making a change to something a little bit more natural and I started using um, minoxidil again. And I noticed that like my hair doesn't fall out as much anymore, like very little in comparison to before. Interesting. Yeah. So like, re- and so I did have like a mini panic attack about like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Am I actually having a receding hairline at the age of like 20 something? <laughs> um and like I, I have a coworker who's literally the same age who's practically bald now. No, I have a friend. I don't want to call him out. I hope he doesn't listen to this. And it's not like I'm making fun of him by any means. It's just like straight up. He's like four, three or four years younger than me and like went bald like, I don't know, two or three years ago. Like, so he's, he was probably like 22, 23 when he went bald, like straight up. Well, actually, I don't know if he I think he did, but maybe he just shaves his head. But like enough, he went bald enough to shave his head, you know? Oh, that's me. Like, if I know that, like, all right, there's no hope at this point, we're shaving it all off. (laughs) Yeah, it's just ironic, too, that like all the products that you like take to like save your hair, like have some terrible other consequence that you wouldn't want. (laughs) Like Propecia. Have you heard of that? What's Propecia? Educate me. It's well, it's just another type of like hair loss prevention uh, product. But apparently the stereotype is it uh, doesn't it counteracts <laughs> what you make up in lost hair you lose in a uh, penis size oh <laughs> uh, okay yeah so i heard that there is a hormone it might be something else but it's used for hair hair loss to treat that and the issue with that is i think it's like a one to two percent of Charlotte, um to affect oh i think this is different basically affects your sperm count or like basically like kills it yeah and i'm like that's one two percent too high <laughs> we're not using that it's just ironic that like it's almost like nature and just the world if you ever like do something like a counterbalance like nature taking its course and like removing something from you that makes you fuckable it's gonna like 
counterbalance that by taking away something else that makes you fuckable, you know? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> so it's definitely very de- this depressing. I'm like, what is that D word? Not dick. Um. <laughs> yeah, I like how before you try to go for a big science word and then the word depressing really tripped you up. Exactly. Um. Yeah, so that definitely is my concern of like, all right, if it's great, it's like, okay, at least I hope that grays in a way where it's like, you know, the side where it gets gray and your top is still black. Yeah. Yeah, that would be like, okay, maybe I can rock that. Or like, you know, where it's kind of like, like a, a little bit of everywhere where it's like in between, you know, where it's like the mature kind of look or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay. Salt and pepper, as they say. Oh, I guess, I guess sure. Well, let's go salt and pepper or whatever. Um. If it looks like that, cool. I can probably rock it. Maybe I could be like the next Asian George Clooney or something. You never know. <laughs> Asian George Clooney. That would. I think if you would have had that on your dating app bios, you would have gotten like so many right swipes. Oh my gosh, with the hair exactly. The only thing is, <laughs> I'm missing is the deep voice. <laughs> you should just Photoshop George Clooney's face on your face in every single picture and just say Asian George Clooney. <laughs> just take his hair. Um, uh, but yeah. So it's like with gray hairs, it's like, okay, maybe I could rock it. Whereas balding is like, I cannot rock this because I'm just going to look bald. Yeah, some I think the key to balding is it's really hard to get past it if you know what somebody looks like with hair. You know what I mean? For a lot of people. Some people can pull it off more than others. But I think it's almost like you want to make all your relationships after you've already balded because people will just expect it from you, you know? With, um, with my housemate. So like I met him bald, right? Uh-huh. and so to me oh that's natural but then there's people who grew up with him and they're like oh no i grew up with him when he had hair and then he started balding um so to them it's like oh yeah that's definitely like a trip and for me it's like oh no he's always been bald so it's like you said it's and also it's like if you can own it so going through it it's okay well, cool you you've always been that that's natural oh you said hair man what happened bro yeah i don't know I think Steve Carell is a good example of when you're talking about salt and pepper. I feel like he, everyone, everyone always talks about how we looked. Uh, well, actually, he was balding too. Remember in the first seat of the office, he was like hairline, looked like it was receding a little bit. I didn't really pay attention, but he's also rich, so he can probably pay for implants so he can get away with it. Dude, I would never do implants. Apparently, people that have it say it's so painful and just describing it, it feels like the apparently the way it's like literally. The con- the broad concept that I've heard is it's like planting hair on your head and it hurts so bad, <laughs> like planting fake hair or something along those lines. I don't know. I don't know the full extent, but I just heard the like nightmares of like trying to sleep and like it just hurting your head to touch it in any way. I'm like, God, I don't know what's worse, going bald or the pain of that. Worth it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But uh, yeah, we should probably introduce what this episode is. <laughs> so we're not just spending two hours talking about balding and gray hair but uh yeah so me and jaw here at the underpaying the underqualified we do a thing where we switch off topics every week so uh you could probably guess which topics are jaws and which ones are mine just based on our personalities uh and i thought we'd sometimes do a thing called uh shoot the shit something we invented entirely ourselves that phrase is totally copyrighted by us nobody's ever said it before but uh, yeah, shoot the shit. It's a nice, lazy way of just saying talk about anything rather than have one specific topic in mind. And it's also because I couldn't think of shit for this week. So here we are. And this is what we're talking about, whatever it comes to mind. Yeah, I think and there's some balding. <laughs> yeah. So far, balding and gray hair is the first important topic that came 
came to mind. But uh, yeah, I was going to say with Steve Carell, he uh, I feel like people said he looked better once he got gray hair. You know what I mean? That mix the salt and pepper. Like there's a lot of memes like comparing him to like when he was on the office and looked at his like most nerdy to when he had the salt and pepper thing. And everyone says he looks sexier or more of a bachelor. Um yeah, when he got the salt and pepper, so I don't know. Well, I feel like there's a caveat to that. So, like, I'm looking at him right now where he does look like – he does have a younger picture of him with the receding hairline. So, definitely that forehead part was, like, a little bit more – it protruded out more, but you can see it thinning. Whereas when, right, when people are saying, oh, yeah, I know his hair looks good, he's aging well. No, I think it's really just the glasses along with the facial hair that's coming along with it. Like, I'm sure that he may look – not as what you call it, as people would say, like the glow up or whatever. If he had shaved his beard and mustache, or his goatee and stuff like that, that's true. But what if he didn't have the salt and pepper? So what if he had the glasses, the beard, and then no salt and pepper? I think he would. I don't think people would think he looks as good. You know what I mean? It's like, oh my gosh, I do see a picture of him without his facial hair, but it's like full on gray hair. I basically look like Doctor Fauci, but like less educated. <laughs> I don't know. I think Doctor Fauci's an okay looking guy. Yeah, but less educated. And like he looks even more he doesn't he just looks dorky. Here, let me show you a picture. I don't want I don't want Steve Carell ever to look too educated because I feel like that'll take away from his humor. You know what I mean? So yeah, so I think it purely is is that when people the caveat is is that he you need that facial hair. It really complements with the, the salt and pepper thing going on. But right now, just him without it, it looks like an even more geekier version of Dr. Fauci. And Dr. Fauci, I think, like, looks good for his age. Yeah. But imagine imagine if Steve Carell had that look, the beard and the glasses and the salt and pepper, but take away the salt and pepper. He, like, he looks better with the salt and pepper on top of all that, right? I think he still would look good with it. I, but I think he looks, yeah, he would still look good, but which one's better? You think it's the same? I can't decide. It's like saying it's like comparing apples and oranges. Like there are good apples and there's good oranges. I think like with the because uh, I do this- see a picture of him like right now with uh, not gray hair. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know he looks good. And then when I look at the uh, salt and pepper thing going on, it's he it looks good, but older. Yeah, yeah, but I think. I don't know. It's not apple. I think it's not apples to oranges because it's the same person. So it's like it's an A-B test. It's like the only factor different here is the hair color. So imagine beard, glasses, one with like brown hair, one with gray, uh, salt and pepper hair. You know what I mean? I'm like still comparing the two. <laughs> this is going to be this should be what the episode's called. <laughs> Which Steve, what what phase of Steve, Steve Carell is the best looking? I think with the black hair. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I do feel sometimes when I grow like a little bit of facial hair, it looks all right. But then sometimes it just looks like a fucking mess. You feel that too? No, definitely for me, it grows up to a certain point. Like, let's say uh, after maybe three or four days, five, maybe kind of pushing it. And after that's like, all right, I should probably shave pretty soon because it's just it's not thick enough. Yeah, I feel that. I'm trying to multitask sending one message on Slack and. (laughs) i'm thinking i'm trying to like find the right moment you're telling a story long enough so i can send one message <laughs> are you working on me am i not do i not please you vince i am sorry i try my best every day do you have like please a three, you do you have a three sentence story you can say how about you tell me how your week's been Ja? <laughs> it's okay all right say that in a bunch of different ways one sec <laughs> uh, Ja's gonna filibuster while i send one quick message 
Anyways, my week has been okay. So working on my final project for school, that has definitely been a little bit difficult, especially when you're working with another company. They may they haven't been the most responsive. So it's caused kind of like me giving near zero fucks about the project at this point. But hey, I probably my past class with an A. So at this point, I don't really care too much. Um all right, I sent the that, message. We're good. We're free. All right, there we go. <laughs> I was into what you're saying though. Uh so school's been stressful. Not really. It's more just like I stopped caring. Um, so because we, our final project is in conjunction with another company, and so we're kind of basically doing pro bono work for them. The issue with that is that they haven't been the most responsive. And as we're in the middle of kind of uh testing stuff for them, they changed their website altogether. Oh, not altogether, but like they changed it mid-study. So you can imagine, like, hey, I've already done this much work. Oh, we changed the objective. Why the fuck am I doing this? Like some of it may be salvageable, but then the other half is like, okay, well, you just wasted my time. Um, so I'm kind of just like screwing around a little bit with it at this point. And I'm pretty confident that I'll pass a class fairly with a very high grade. Um, but definitely like I, my, the ser- level of seriousness has gone down to next to zero. That's good, right? You seemed really stressed before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's definitely been really busy, is what I can say. And so yeah. right now, with that, it's okay. Um, whatever. Uh, yeah. Do you get a three? You don't get a three day weekend this week, do you? Why would I get a three day weekend this weekend? Well, my work does, but I wasn't sure if it was something exclusive to our company, just like a staff development day, <laughs> like they used to do in school, or if it was like everybody. Oh yeah, no, but we I guess, don't get that. I guess that answers that. Yep, no work tomorrow. Fuck yeah. Woohoo, bitches. Man, I got work tomorrow. I'm sorry, man. I'll send you a sympathetic text right at 8 a.m. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I'll be like, I'm here with you, man. Uh, it will motivate me and drive me the rest of the day. Thank that's what so I do. Much. That's what I do, man. I text, that, I text that to all my friends. I haven't texted it to you because I don't know if we're there yet, you know? Oh, yay. We've reached we, a new level. We just do podcasts together. I don't know if we're friends, though, you know? Yeah. <laughs> questionable really hurt, debatable did I, did I really hurt you there that that silence was deafening i'm dying on the inside i knew it not my fault though but uh have you been watching a uh, falcon and winter soldier yet or are you still waiting till it's over? nice okay we can talk about that perfect because i am really stoked for that since i'm not working oh. tomorrow gonna stay up at midnight watch the new episode and i'm pretty pumped so i did finish um wanda vision Oh, cool. Have can I we talk talked about, about that, that too? here? What should we talk about first? What are you feeling first? I'd say let's, let's talk about uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, then WandaVision, then compare the two. Because right, we haven't fair. talked about that yet. Okay, that's fair. Why don't we do our one-word reviews? We'll both say one-word review for Falcon and the Winter Soldier thus far, <laughs> and then we'll give our takes. Sure. What's your one word? Solid. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours? Enjoyable. Okay. All right. Sounds like we're probably on the same page with this one. Uh, More expanded take. I will say, I think the first episode was off to a really strong start. I was really feeling it. Then second episode had a few things, just like a few, just one or two things. I was like, eh, that could have been a little stronger. Like when they first met for the first time, I thought that could have been a little more of a moment, you know, because they didn't interact at all in the first episode. Uh, And then... Third episode, I thought was kind of messy. I thought there was a lot of stuff. And it's like, what? But like, that's that wasn't done super well. But then fourth episode, I was like, damn, okay. Now we got a story going. And now 
the preview that they've given for the rest of the episodes, I'm like, all right, fucking ready. The thing for me is that um, I'm enjoying the action, so it's definitely a lot more fun. Uh, you're definitely going to get at least one action scene per episode. I think right now they're expanding on Baron Zemo a little bit more than everybody agreed that Baron Zemo was kind of a lackluster character or villain in the uh, MCU, but now they're actually expanding on it and taking the time to actually character develop him a little bit better. So now it's like, oh, he's fun, it's enjoyable. We've he's seen almost him dance like, at a club. Yeah, and that got like viral attraction. Yeah, the Zemo cut. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and then like disney released the full footage um i saw i already saw like an hour-long version of zemo at a club it's just that same zine on leap on loop for uh one hour <laughs> oh i yeah, know people are doing that right now i'm surprised it i wouldn't be surprised if there's a 10-hour version of it i but can't yeah, wait to watch so, it so it's enjoyable in that sense um i think i think people right now are enjoying the whole series for superhero stuff right now because they can see the lives of these people so you're seeing kind of like what's going on on the side for uh sam wilson the falcon what's going on on the side for bucky the winter soldier um but it doesn't make this the overall show doesn't make me like feel that this is the best thing ever whereas everybody right now feel after one episode they feel like this is the most like damn amazing thing in a while is heard people say that i know a lot of people they love it they're like, oh my gosh, this is like great. Um, for me, is that like the story continuity is a little weird. Um, yeah. the, at this point, spoiler alert. Um, Sharon Carter, kind of the whole backstory behind her was like, okay, I can see how you get here, but if you really think about it, like you take that extra literally two seconds to think about, it, like, wait, but why? Because she's like, a criminal, she she broke the law. Well, that's the thing, is that everybody got pardoned. Like well, at I least the heroes she... got pardoned, kind of thing. And yeah, she did break the law, but given her background of like being a Carter with Shield government, helping the fugitives that were also pardoned, it's kind of like, okay, I, I, I guess you just fell through the cracks. I guess all right. Maybe it's because they were the Avengers. Maybe that's why they're pardoned. You know what I mean? Like she Wait, isn't considered thing, an Avenger, so like maybe they were like, ah, you didn't save the world. Fuck you. You just you just stole a shield. Yeah, so it's like, oh, wow, that's like major oversight kind of thing. It's okay. I mean, I, I guess you're just like a MacGuffin, like just, I guess, there to progress the story forward. Okay. I don't know. It did, it did make for an interesting like transition into that like spy world, which is fun. Fun fact, apparently the third episode, you know, the one where they went like to that weird kind of assassin world was uh directed by the same guy who wrote john wick or like uh written by the same guy who wrote john wick oh when they went to mandrapore yeah so if you notice if it had like a john wick vibe it's because the same writer did both i mean when you point it out then yeah i could totally see that so um, the thing that bugged me with that episode was falcon's fucking cell phone going off like god damn how are you supposed to be the guy who takes the shield if you make a mistake like that i can't get past that you know what i mean like i get a good joke but jesus come on man that you can't be doing that shit yeah, so, so that, that was like another thing where it's like, I guess we're just progressing the story at this point kind of thing. Um, the whole flag, flag smashers, they're a big plot point, but it's very difficult for me to enjoy them as really character. So tomorrow's going to be episode seven, right? Yeah, tonight at uh, midnight too, if you stay up. Oh, tonight. So like episode seven of, I believe, eight? Or something or episode five. No, it's episode five of six. Oh, wait, episode Only five of six. 
So it really took up to like the middle point of the series where it's like, oh, I kind of care about you. Um, or like I, I have some interest. Because like I will admit that I think episode four, they expanded well on the Flag Smashers to where I cared. But before then it was, why don't you guys just get run over by a car already? Uh, so I don't have well, no, it was like irrelevant. That. They just seem so irrelevant. <laughs> you know, my response to somebody being irrelevant is, "Yeah, go get run over by a car." That's not exactly. There's a there's a few lines, shades of gray in between there, I think. But um, I uh, I agree. I'm not hugely in love with them as an antagonist presence. You know what I mean? They're not my favorite for sure. But I get I get what they're going for. The like shades of gray, like oh, we were underprivileged. Now we're taking the power back etc like i get that but i don't know something about them yeah I, I find myself least interested when they're on screen but i find myself more interested with the like tug of war between john walker and uh the main characters and also like the zemo stuff too um yeah so that's the stuff oh, yeah. that hooks yeah yeah john walker um i mean I, I i foresee this character to basically kind of be a one-off character but at the same time he's portrayed well as like he is the kind of guy that's like oh you're not supposed to like him but if you do know his backstory he just wants to help people yeah and even i think even beyond that i don't i actually think it's even a little more complicated than that because i think he like i think that's the the good thing about his character the beauty is that for me you can't really exclusively label him because yeah he does want to help people but then he it's like he wants to be a hero you know what i mean it's like he wants to be a hero like selfishly you know that's why he kind of took the mantle of Captain America so like easily. Like in the last episode, he was talking about how like the day they were awarded their like greatest honor in the military, whatever they were in, it was like the worst day of their lives, which kind of implies he did something terrible to get that, you know, award. And so it's like it's almost like he just like from an ego perspective wants to be the hero and is willing to do bad things to do that. And now he's like, kind of looks like he's twisted based on the way the last episode ended, you know? So I think he's just a good complex character, you know, with a whole lot of different things going on. Yeah. So I think it's, he does generally want to do good, but I think whatever he ended up doing in Afghanistan, um, awarded him the medal. So the medals were basically a cover up for what he did. So it could be, he explicitly did it or it could have been, Oh, the government's brushing under the rug kind of thing for him. I don't know. But yeah, so it is, he's, I think more of an interesting character. Uh, the flag smashers after they expanded on the history of it in episode four, then it's like, Oh, okay. I see where you're coming from. I'm a little bit more interested. This is kind of interesting now, but it definitely took like a lot of episodes to get there. Whereas John Walker and Zemo through it all, you have Zemo almost like a Loki character, which is fun and charming. And then you have the John Walker character, which is like, I hate you, but I see where you're coming from. And everybody kind of has these internal struggles. So they've yeah. been built up throughout all the episodes, whereas the Flag Smashers are like, I don't know really who you are. Oh, that's your objective? Okay, well, the season's almost over. Yeah, I am a little worried how they're going to like fit everything with like two episodes to go and i'm also thinking of like even in the first episode like uh bucky was talking to that asian man that it was like implied that he's got to confess something to him you know that he killed his son and i'm like you know if they don't tie that up i'm gonna be pissed because i hate when people like when stories like bring up things like that and they never uh, like resolve them in the end so 
It's like they're going to have to do like I I always think of that, you know, when they open up a like any story, if they open up a small detail like that, I'm like, they better resolve this by the end. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So I think similarly with Sharon Carter and the uh, Asian guy in the beginning, you brought them up. Please give them some type of ending, some type of closure at the end of this when it's said and done. So that, that the Asian guy was like a, a very big, important plot point. Well, not really big plot point, but like a big character development moment. Please don't throw this away. Same thing with the whole Sharon Carter thing. You've introduced her. You've already explicitly said you shafted her. And all she was doing is literally helping people out. Yeah. Well, that's probably what Snowden did too, more or less, right? But he's exiled. <laughs> so Yeah, so gotta... is she supposed to be like the like comparison to Snowden or something? I mean, well, that's, I mean, the point is basically like you could say somebody helped people out, but then the way our country perceives it, if you're breaking the law is still, you're breaking the law. So yeah. Um, and not just our country and other countries too, you know, every, every country's got their fucked up laws. But uh, another thing I was thinking, it was, I was, when Bucky was first talking to the Asian guy, I was wondering like, maybe if this was like a cool dynamic would be like, what if like when Bucky was a kid, uh, like an adult in the forties, he like knew, I don't know, like a five-year-old Asian kid. And then now all the times past the like Asian like kid has become this old man who's like older than him while he still looks the same. I thought that'd be kind of a cool dynamic, you know? Oh, something like that. Yeah. That's what I thought they were going with it at first. It could have been cool. Like him, like kind of like reconnecting with somebody from the past, you know? Yeah. But they're going a different direction where he uh, killed, killed his grandson. A little, little bit darker, but uh I don't know. I thought that could have been cool. Something they could do there, but oh well. I guess I'm not a writer for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, but uh, hopefully they do close that up. Yeah. Another thing too is uh, it, like Falcon for sure. I I it feels like he's the main character, right? Sometimes I have to ask myself because I'm like, is his name is Top Billing, and this show I think was introduced as like a Falcon show, and then it became Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But surprisingly, I feel like we haven't seen a whole lot of Falcon, you know, like more so the first two episodes, but he's kind of just been like there for the last two, you know. I could see that. I think they're just probably doing like a juggling act with it. Well, like, all right, here's your moment to shine. Here's his moment to shine. Um, because like the whole and it's it's the funny point that I want to bring up is like, do the Avengers get paid? Um yeah, I think it's mostly a juggling act to every to give each of them like this is your moment to shine. And while we're in this dark underground world where everybody knows who is the Winter Soldier, then let's give his moment to shine. Yeah, I just feel like he hasn't got a whole lot of moments to shine so far. Like even I feel like Bucky almost like even more so in the last two episodes has gotten his moments. Like like do you remember that? <laughs> I thought that was hilarious in the last episode uh, when he's fighting the the chicks from Wakanda. And then she does the thing on his arm and then <laughs> his arm falls off. And then uh, Falcon's like, did you know she could do that? And he's like, no. <laughs> like, Oh, somebody like, like posted how like that's actually a uh, interesting thing where it's they never fully trusted Bucky. So they knew a weak point in his arm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that's a matter of trust. It's just a matter of like insurance, you know, <laughs> in case I don't know, something happens to him. But uh, yeah. I don't know. I think one other thing I was going to say, too, is uh, I feel like we've been spoiled with Captain America stories for the last couple of years because the Russo brothers do every Captain America movie except for the first one. And I don't know, in my mind, they're as, as good as it gets in terms of directors of anything. And they were the best people that could have done Infinity War and Endgame. 
So now I'm like expecting that level of quality and it's still good, but it's just, I feel like if the Russo brothers would have done this, it would have been just like flawless. You think so? Oh yeah. I don't know. Did you like uh winter soldier and civil war? I enjoyed it. Uh, I liked, I did like it. Um, People say that, like it's one of the, like the best movies civil war. I did enjoy winter soldier because I, I kind of didn't really know what I was expecting. So I did enjoy that a lot more than I think overall with Civil War is that I did get my, I like the ending of Civil War with the final fight between Bucky, uh, Captain America, and Iron Man. The fight scene at the airport, I, I really enjoyed it, but at the same time, it was, that's it. <laughs> well, it's because of like, the Civil War was literally a straight up war in the superhero community. Whereas this was just like five guys versus five guys. Um, same thing with Ultron, where the stakes were a lot higher then. In Avengers 2, where Ultron enslaved the world. In this case, it's I'm going to straddle rockets on top of this city and then have it land and come and, and just have it come crashing down. It, it feels like the stakes weren't as high still. Um, yeah, so... I feel like I didn't get that buildup. In Civil War, the story was okay. I guess that's gonna happen. Sure. This is a recurring thing that comes up in our talks, though, because you you think a lot more about the comics that I don't give really a fuck about the comics. The only well, comic I've read is Born Again Daredevil, but uh, I mean, I, I and I think I've brought this up almost like every time this like debate has come up. But I just think the scope of movies is never gonna be able to fill what they write in the comics. So. I just look for a good movie and like even if it's not on the same level as what they did in the comics, then I don't I'm still fine with it personally. Well, it's not even that, is that with Civil War, it's did I enjoy the fights? For me, it's I enjoyed the fights when it did happen, but the actual overall plot, people have stated that uh the plot's actually pretty bad. <laughs> Zemo's plan is all very conditional. Okay, um, that's bullshit. I'll call bullshit. <laughs> no, it, it's a lot of people have stated that, not just me. And well, I'm saying that's their, say, I'm saying so that's when I look at the plot for Civil War, it's uh, I'm not even compared to the comics at this point. It's OK, I guess we're going with that. Sure. Let's go with it. That's why the people say that I'm calling bullshit and that I think that's a bullshit opinion. I think the story is extremely well done. But again, this is my opinion. I'm not saying it's fact, but uh, fun fact. You want to surprise you? <laughs> What's up? All right. So I recently have been super bored <laughs> and doing this thing with Facebook where I, lo- I was looking for an old post. And uh, which call it? I was looking for like an old Facebook post from way back when, and I found out that if I search terms and look for like, if I do it under the heading of posts and then say your friends, I could find like friends who posted things. And <laughs> I actually the other day looked up Captain America, and you know what I saw from one of your statuses? What? Captain America, brilliant, nerding out during the movie at all. The comic book references and nerding out at the movie with strangers. Smiley face. Was this for Civil War? Yep. Oh, Actually, yeah. wait. I think this is Civil War. Oh, yeah. No, they have a ton of references. Like, it's fun. It was a, That's the thing is that with Marvel movies, they're fun. But that seems a lot more positive than you're describing it now. <laughs> I mean, I said, I did say I enjoyed it. Yeah. It sounds like classic, like purgatory kind of response. <laughs> like, yeah, it was good. I like the end, but meh. What would you give it on a scale of one to ten? One to ten? 
I don't know, probably like a seven or eight. Ugh. As long, if you say eight, I can accept that. Seven's just insulting. <laughs> Actually, it is 2014. I'm looking at your post. So I think you're talking about Winter Soldier because Winter Soldier came out around then. Let's see. Yeah. Civil War came out 2016. You don't need to look it up. I'm pretty positive. Oh, okay. Yeah, you looked it up. All right, so no, it, was, I just uh, know. Call it? <laughs> it was Winter Soldier then. Yeah. Actually, yeah, timeline-wise, that would make sense. Yeah, so yeah. I did enjoy that. Yeah, for me, Winter's Civil War is like top five like best Marvel movies they ever did. I think it's Infinity War, Civil War, and Ragnarok are kind of tied, and then I put Endgame. I'm like trying to look up things for Civil War, but my like, typing is hard. Multitasking is hard. <laughs> All right, well, I'll move on then. Um Oh, one other thing I wanted to say about Falcon and Winter Soldier, though. I'm stoked for uh, the, the like, yeah, have you seen the preview for the rest of the season, the episodes that they're going to do? I haven't seen any of the uh, any trailers for that. Well, it's just, they just did a small one. It only shows, like, one scene. But basically, it looks like a kind of, like, three-way standoff between John Walker, uh, Falcon, and Bucky together versus John Walker. And he just gives a line. He's like, you guys don't want to do this. And then Bucky's like, yeah, we do. And it's just like, oh shit, they're all gonna fight. And it kind of, I think it's a little bit of an homage to uh, Civil War with uh, Iron Man versus uh, Cap and Bucky, you know, type of thing, like that three way dynamic, two against one type of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But now it's the other side that like fake Captain America holding the shield is gonna be the antagonist here, you know. Well, that that does sound exciting, but I'm curious what's going to happen towards the end. So I'm hoping that somebody does carry on the shield. I don't care who carries on the shield, whether it be Winter Soldier or Falcon. Oh, you know, it's going to be Falcon. It probably is because he was the person that was supposed to be given the mantle, right? Or it could be they pull a whole like, no, Bucky, you've grown so much. Here's the shield. I, I really don't care uh, who gets the shield. I hope one of those two get the shield. But my point is, is that I hope at the end of the day, the shield is handed off to somebody and we see it in future movies as opposed to where it's no, we're going to retire or no, we're going to smash it, whatever. Or Wakandians take it back because it's effectively like their material since they reforged the shield from uh, when it was broken in Civil War. Um, I could be wrong about this, but I would bet like a very, very large sum of money. The shield's going to go to Falcon. <laughs> like I'm pretty, I don't know, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm arrogant. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but it just seems too obvious of a thing to happen. Sorry, that's my ringtone if you could hear that. Um, but yeah, just like, because the way that they talked about the series with the movies is they kind of said that they want to still make the movie something that you'll enjoy even if you haven't seen the series. So by that logic, I think, like if you look at Endgame and see the very last scene where uh, Falcon gets the shield and then they go to the next movie that Falcon's in, it would make sense that he still has the shield. So if you go to that next movie and then he doesn't have the shield, you'll wonder like, wait, what, 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 why doesn't he have the shield? But then imagine the next movie, if he does have the shield, but then he's like in the whole like Captain America Falcon kind of crossover, like outfit that he wears in the comics. Like I'm imagining that's what he's going to wear in the next movie. And then the series is just kind of a nice in between that you can watch if you want to find out more information, but it's not like you're missing anything hugely like, important if you don't watch the series does that make sense okay no that's a good point because that's that's what they did say like you can watch they're supposed to be independent enough from where it's like you can enjoy this movies without watching the series and you can watch oh actually you probably need the background for the movies for the series so i did hear the same thing and so that does make sense and i hope it is 
I just hope they don't pull out of the blue, like, oh yeah, no, we're going to retire the shield. And then they explain the movies because this is MCU's basic thing is that they use one-liners to explain everything. Oh yeah, no, I gave up the shield. It's in the museum because I want to immortalize Steve. Something like that. Because that's the thing is that MCU. Oh, what happened to him? One sentence. All right, cool. Accept it. Let's go on. Are you saying that was like a critique? You don't like the one sentence thing? I don't like the one sentence thing. But then again, I could see them pulling the whole. Like, I th- I do agree with your idea and it does make sense. But they can always still say, uh, no, we're just going to retire the shield altogether. To they make could. way for. Because um, that's the thing is that a lot of the uh, whatever you see in comics. So they basically at this point now, the MCU has gotten so big where they pretty much dictate what goes into the comics now. So, for example, Guardians of the Galaxy was never those five characters. It was always like a hodgepodge of different characters. And now from now on, the Guardians of the Galaxy is only those five characters. Same thing with Suicide Squad. It's always going to be Deadshot, Boomerang and Harley Quinn and King Shark, which they're introducing now. I think the key difference there is the Marvel wants to do stuff that people like, and they know that like guardians of the galaxy is on a way less popular radar than captain America ever was. And the shield is one of the most like for Marvel fans, iconic things. So they would, they, if, if by that logic of guardians of the galaxy, if they use that same approach where they deviate strongly from the comics, then it would be different here because it's already like, they're doing it with something so popular that people would be pissed off. Whereas I think they can afford to like change things more with something like guardians of the galaxy because they know less people know about it unless you're, you know, like a hardcore comic fan. But, uh, and I think even in the show, if you look at the way Bucky's like, so adamant that like Sam has to take the shield. And if he doesn't take the shield, then it, uh, is like a reflection that Steve shouldn't have believed in Bucky, you know, type of thing. Cause he believes in Falcon. So it's like, it's like all signs lead. It's like all arrows are pointing to this ending that Falcon's got to take the shield. And if he doesn't, to me, that's just going to be like not great storytelling or maybe they're building up something bigger. But yeah, I'd say like one in a million, he doesn't get the shield. So the other thing with the comics is that as there, as new comics are coming out, you know, is that, oh, why is this character getting a lot more storylines? Oh, because they have another, uh, uh, they have a movie coming up or they are slated for something so for example people notice oh why is there a ton of stuff for moon Knight all of a sudden why is why has there been uh x y and z happening in this comic book arc and so right now what i'm saying is, is that falcon hasn't been captain america for a few years now and so because of this and falcon ha- is really not present in the comic book anymore um he's referenced but then there isn't much of an appearance with that i think he does he may have his own thing but what I'm saying is, is that, oh, there hasn't been much going on there either. So may, I can also see them saying it's not going to go to um, Falcon. Yeah, but so that's the that's you're entirely looking at the comics, like the direction they're going. I'm I'm looking at the comics, too, and also looking at the way the story. Well, I'm not going looking solely at the comics. I'm just saying, oh, well, what you just said, I mean, like that argument is specifically looking just at the comics. Uh, but, but what like, I'm saying is that they could go in any direction they really want to, and they've done. What I'm saying is that they really could do whatever they want to. I really hope that it does give to either Falcon or Winter Soldier, but who knows? They may go a different route with it altogether, and I hope they don't. They could. So I'm just saying that, like the 
if the direction that's more influential on in the way they're going to go is the way the story's been going thus far. And like the comics, yes, are important, but like the way the story's been, like all signs are kind of pointing to Bucky again, or not Bucky now, I'm getting fucked up, Falcon getting the shield. So like that's the bigger thing that like points it in my mind that he's going to get. And true, anything could happen, but like I said, one in a million. <laughs> I think. I mean, the thing is that right now the plot's also painting in a way where Winter Soldier's come a long way with his own character development, with him coming to terms with I was the Winter Soldier, now I am like trying to be a better man, and so it goes. So I can also make I can see them visualizing saying, "Oh, no!" With the whole line, which I thought was brilliant, was if uh, if Cap was wrong about you, then he might have been wrong about me. And at the end of it, it's like, oh, no, you've come a long way. You deserve this. You, you're a better man than I am. They could, but it just doesn't make sense. It like it like it, it, it totally makes sense that it that doesn't both make characters are just as valid enough to get that. Get the get the shield. No, I'm no, I'm saying if Bucky's logic is that Captain America believed in you and if you don't take the shield, that means that his believing in you isn't valid, and then that means his believing in me isn't valid, then give me the shield. You see what I'm saying? Like, if you were looking at this as, like, a philosophical or, like, mathematical equation of, like, conditions, then it just doesn't make sense for what story they're trying to prove. I don't get, like... uh, Like, it just... (laughs) I don't know. I just don't know what... No, I see what you're saying. message you can say from that. That does make sense. Yeah. No, I'm totally saying that's... that that makes sense and i've been saying that it does make sense i can also still see them painting it in bucky's direction as well i think i think the thing we're disagreeing on is the level of likelihood that it's going to go to falcon <laughs> i say just like one in a million chance he doesn't get it and you say it's more open so that's the only thing we're disagreeing on yeah i'm saying it's more open just because it's they kind of do whatever they want really yeah i just i just in- assume mcu does whatever the hell they want because they do we should make um, a bet on this, make it more entertaining. <laughs> I, I like I said, I just hope that they don't retire the show. That's it. Yeah, I like how deep into a bet we went when I'm like, my argument is basically saying like, your hopes are gonna come true. They're gonna come true. They're gonna happen. And you're like, I don't know. And I'm like, they're gonna happen. I'm like, it's fine. That's great. It's gonna happen, Jaw. But okay. I'm also not going to keep my. I'm not going to get my hopes up. Is what I'm saying. Get your hopes up, Jaw. I'm calling. No, it. I'd rather not. You better it ruins everything. <laughs> all right well we should we've talked about falcon and the winter soldier for a long time uh let's move on to wandavision all right i'm trying to think of my one word response with it i got mine <laughs> i made up a word <laughs> all right you want to go first this miss that's can you use a sentence I realize I don't even know how to pronounce the word that I made up. Wow. All right. I'll just say my word. Lackluster. Underwhelming. I use two words, but they both mean the same thing. Dismissible. That's the word. Is that even a word? Uh, I see what you're saying. You're saying skippable. Is basically you're saying the same thing? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Not a fan for many reasons. I probably told, I don't know if you remember the reasons I said before, but I'll hear your perspective first. For me, it's if you want to, okay, so what they do, the t- two things that they did really good with is, is that they basically finally gave Vision, like, they basically made him a badass, philosophically and power-wise. He's a badass. Cool. 
Um, I think they finally gave character to two characters that basically didn't have any character uh in the movies so for example when it came sorry to, i just gotta hold up i like that sentence they gave character to two characters that didn't have any character exactly that, <laughs> i don't know if you said the, i don't know if you said the word character enough can you add that a few more times give me a second no but yeah so they were not memorable characters at all like in the movies i and then you in, in uh infinity war first like within five minutes uh vision of screen time he's literally the person that can wield mjolnir he has the power in infinity stone he gets stabbed once and he can't do anything anymore yeah they do fuck with the power thing a little bit too like an- another example of like them messing with the power scales in a point where it didn't make sense to me was thor like between infinity war and endgame i thought his power was pretty inconsistent you know maybe it was because of his weight gain in, <laughs> in endgame i don't know but did you feel that way at all i felt like he got nerfed um, so like think about it, he basically was like, Hey, I have these lightning powers, I don't need to use my axe. The power's always been with me. Okay, great. Uh after school special, but he became super overpowered at that point. He like at that point was unanimously before Captain Marvel, he was the strongest character. And then when you see him fight anymore, it's he did have some badass scenes, but it just didn't seem like he was like a god like destroyer at that point. I think was, we're a bit I think we're basically saying the same thing. By you saying yeah, nerfed, no, you mean he seemed weaker in Endgame, right? I think he seemed even weaker in um, in, in any movies afterwards. Well, there have been no movies afterwards. Well, no, the two <laughs> movies afterwards. Both Endgame? Endgame and Infinity War. Wow, you thought he was stronger in oh, Ragnarok? I thought so. Actually, I don't really remember how he was in Ragnarok. <laughs> it was basically well, discovered he- a new power set. And then Ragnarok he he, didn't use it again. He did discover new power, but the whole point of Ragnarok was that he couldn't beat Hela. He just like let Ragnarok the actual like the the he just summoned the like big monster at the beginning to like take care of shit. So yeah, so I do think that like he did get weaker. They do mess with the power scaling a bit. Yeah, I think. Well, the thing that bugged me specifically with Infinity War versus Endgame was that Infinity War like Thanos has the whole gauntlet and is like all powerful. No one can get a hit. No one could even get a hit on him before when he had like four out of five of the stones or five out of six, six, right? Five out, yeah, like, five out of six. Yeah. When he had five out of six, nobody could get one clean hit on him. And then he has all six. And then Thor out of nowhere, just like gets a clean hit to the point where he could have killed him straight up right then and there. And so it's kind of given this vibe of like, despite all this, Thor is like the most like powered character that we have here. And then in Endgame, Thanos without the stones is fighting Thor and Thor is like about to die and he has both the axe and the hammer at one point, you know? So it's like, huh. Oh, that was my beef. I remember with Endgame. Remember my complaint where it's like, oh, we finally got the big three fighting together. At first they fought against each other, which was, they had a decent fight scene. Now they're fighting together. And yeah, Thor did have Mjolnir and um, Stormbreaker. And all three of them got their asses. We just watched basically a minute of them getting their ass kicked. That was it. I, that's a whole nother argument. We could disagree on so many things. In the MCU well, the thing like, is, that he didn't even have his gauntlet at the time. Yeah, and exactly. So Thor so, couldn't even stand at all. Well, here's the thing. You said two things there. I agree that Thor was inconsistent power-wise from Infinity War to Endgame based on how it was fought with uh, Thanos, but I completely disagree with the like idea of like the fights in Endgame being lackluster, but we shouldn't get into that because that's a whole nother debate we could go into forever because I thought the fights were amazing. 
Yeah, so he but, basically was nerfed. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, this is a tangent off of what we were talking about, WandaVision. So, yeah, WandaVision, um, I think we talked about this because you said Vision was inconsistent. Oh, no, they actually, like, made up. In the movies, there was no character. We didn't care about them. Their relationship was like, oh, hi, stranger. Oh, my gosh, you're my passionate lover. We skip from A to B a lot, and there was basically zero character development for both characters. But you also uh, Vision said Vision ass kicked in Infinity War, but then for WandaVision, he looked pretty badass in uh, WandaVision, and they actually developed the characters for both a Wanda and Vision. Yeah, but you were previously saying he was inconsistent in that he was he was holding the hammer like he's worthy to hold Mjolnir, and then in five minutes in Infinity War, he's getting like stabbed to death, right? Yeah, so like he was able to hold Mjolnir, Mjolnir and. I have like said that three different ways this time. <laughs> and he was able to like be Ultron. Yeah. And then from Infinity War, he got stabbed and he basically was just getting destroyed the entire time to, oh yeah, he's pretty cool. And he was able to win without throwing a punch. Well, I mean like to win, he didn't need to throw a punch. Yeah. I don't even know. I honestly, so that's a unique critique because I'm like, this was was this wasn't even really vision in WandaVision. It was the like Wanda's representation of vision, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I don't even think of that. Like that's the th- the fact that Wanda my critique ties into this. The fact that Wanda created all this shit just on a whim and she's way too overpowered. <laughs> that's my critique. That bitch has too many fucking powers that are random and way too descriptive and way too powerful and way too talented. So that bothers me. And that's why I couldn't take Vision as seriously because I'm like, this isn't even Vision. It's Wanda's memory of Vision being created into an actual Vision. So I didn't even think of the power thing, you know? I would say that, like, because her powers at the time were limited only to her imagination or what she remembers, or in this case, not even imagination, you can't even say that. It's basically based off her memories. So I don't know. It basically showed that, like, Vision actually was kind of cool and had a badass fight scene. Um, which was cool. And See, that's funny. I was underwhelmed by that fight scene. <laughs> it was like it was longer than most fight scenes in Marvel, honestly. Um, definitely not in game. <laughs> I mean, the entirety of the war, sure. That one small part, no. But anyways, the, the Thanos versus Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man scene was much longer than the Vision versus Vision fight scene. It was epic. I enjoyed it. Um. <laughs> We just disagree sometimes, Joe. Well, before Anyways. we get to that point and go on a tangent again, it was enjoyable. <laughs> Debatable. <clears throat> Anyways, um, I so don't know. Those are the only pros for me. The rest of it was... Okay, what was your pros? Uh, oh, God, I don't even know. Okay, well, I'll say this. I think it's a show that... I probably mentioned this before. I think the reason people enjoyed it well, it's kind of, because it's unique, you know, like, you know what you expect with Marvel, a big action, funny movie, et cetera. And this was the first thing that had a different format. So people should have curved their expectations to a little bit. But I think a lot of people that I talked to were just enamored by the whole sitcom thing. They're like, because it's different, because this show looks like Malcolm in the Middle or I Love Lucy or Bewitched or uh, Modern Family. They were like enthralled by that. And that is a cool, unique spin on it. But like it wasn't enough for me. You know what I mean? Like it's, I'll, I'll applaud them for like doing something different, but at the same time, it wasn't done in a way that kept me interested. Like it was, it felt formulaic. Like, like it wasn't, 
they were doing the sitcom style, but the stuff they were talking about wasn't that like interesting. It was like a bad sitcom. It wasn't that funny. It wasn't uh, any like really clever writing for a sitcom level. And it also wasn't anything that related explicitly to the Marvel stuff. It was like vague hints of it. So it's kind of like the worst of both world, worst of both worlds. You're not getting a really interesting Marvel scene about the characters that's forwarding things, and you're not getting a really funny sitcom. You're getting this like weird kind of mishmash between the two. And I just felt I don't know. I just felt like it was slow when it was on a lot of the sitcoms. You know, a lot of people were enamored. I don't know if it was for that reason, but I can see why people liked it. I really didn't care for it at the end of the day. I think it would have been more interesting, like, like, you know, episode one was entirely like I love Lucy kind of look. And then episode two was entirely bewitched. Episode three, Brady Bunch, like I would have found it more interesting if they switched it up. So, like, say one scene looks like I love Lucy and then like Wanda blinks and now it looks like the Brady Bunch and then Vision turns his head and now it looks like Modern Family, you know, kind of like pepper it in a little bit in a way. I think that would have been cooler for me, at least. I think Disney Plus needed to watch at two times the speed button like netflix that's yeah. what i needed yeah what bugs me too another random thing i don't know if you this bugged you as much but uh do you remember the scene in the very last episode where wanda uh like turns everything back to normal and then the rambo um says something to her like they'll never know what you they're like they're all giving her dirty looks because they she basically like enslaved them mentally and then rambo says something to wanda like They'll never know what you sacrificed for them. It's like, dude, she didn't sacrifice shit. She just like enslaved a town for no reason. She could have like, you know, the cabin at the very like last scene. If she wanted to create like what she did, she could have literally went to that cabin, did the exact same thing where she creates like two fake kids in a vision and not enslave anybody. They could have just like lived happily there, you know? Yeah. So I think that I agree with that 100% of the whole i feel like they over like they glorified her for some reason i don't understand and they were trying to make a real big deal about her character so i think like the whole her grieving part was like i think great in the sense of building up her character and personifying it or whatever giving it really uh, a background to it yeah i thought that was great but then like you said you literally fucking enslaved a whole city and tortured them for about a week or so yeah yeah. And you brought and you inadvertently brought this thing. And we basically now base the entire show, like the first half was grieving. The second half was let's basically create two brand new characters in uh, Scarlet Witch because they never used the word Scarlet Witch before until now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I forgot what's her name. But Agatha Rambo's Harkness. character. Oh, Rambo I mean, too. She's basically like. She has a new character. <laughs> she, I mean, like they 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 quote-unquote killed her off kind of thing uh, but basically they built two characters maybe two and a half if you count vision uh at the end of it yeah the new vision the new vision we don't know what's going on with that it may be basically the new vision but without the emotions albino whatever vision. we're not we're not going to go too deep with that because that that isn't flushed out at all but yeah effectively they built two new characters which will be used in future movies probably and yeah. so that, that was pretty much the whole point of it and it was very oh the, the creation of Monica Rambeau as a new superhero. I think it was a pulsar or something like that. Oh, I, I can't what her, her name. character. Yeah. Her Monica Rambeau's actual character name. 
uh what was it spectrum shoot I forgot. Eh, it doesn't really matter anyways <laughs> but yeah no so it's like her, her getting her powers like really that's how she got her powers yeah like i don't okay. like the, how does that work that like you walk through this force field one too many times and you randomly just have this weird like cellular strength like that's the thing you get like of all of all the reactions that could ever happen to someone when it changes you on a cellular cellular level that's what happens you become a superhero like i don't know that just seemed a little too easy and unearned for me you know no it is and it's like you really threw that in it was like oh no we have to introduce her how do you introduce her this literally just this yeah uh, okay all right photon I- oh pulsar is one of her names I like the fact that it's like, I like the tie-in from Captain Marvel. You know, I like when they tie in movies that you wouldn't expect and franchises you wouldn't expect because who would have thought Captain America, I mean, sorry, Captain America, Captain Marvel, any character from Captain Marvel would be like in the series for uh, WandaVision. And I like the fact that it's like you saw her as a kid and now it's a totally different actor when she's an adult. I think that's pretty cool. I'll say that, but like, I don't know. Well, yeah, that's one of the great things about One Division is I forgot to mention is that you have the cameos. Oh, you have one person from Thor. You have one person from uh, Ant Man. You have one person from Captain Marvel. All minor characters now having a cameo. Well, half for uh, Captain Marvel because little girl growing up. So that was yeah. cool. But it was like they're forcing this. Like we have to have her. This is her origin story. So we can plug her into every movie later on. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, okay. All right. She's probably going to be in the second Captain Marvel, I would guess. Yeah, or like the next uh, Secret Scroll invasion thing, whatever that's going to happen. Yeah, that's right. I got to say, speaking of cameos, it's funny because you mentioned it as a pro, and I get the pro from that angle. But I have to say the concept of cameos is one of the biggest negatives for me because you, you didn't experience this because you didn't watch it like real time. But like in between each week, like I don't know if you heard about this, Paul Bettany teased that there was going to be like a huge cameo that no one had guessed yet. And he th- said he was like an actor. He'd always wanted to work with his whole life. And uh, oh. he, they had amazing chemistry. Did you hear about that? Yeah, that backfired him so hard. <laughs> yeah, because it was him. He was referring to himself. <laughs> he just got expectations up so hard. And it, I have to admit, it, it's kind of funny. But at the same time, if you're invested in like in it, then it's kind of like, fuck you. That's a douchey move, you know, at the same time. So I get both sides. But I fell in the trap way too hard of getting my hopes up. I was like thinking of all these people is going to be like, you know, like Mephisto. Mephisto. Yeah, Yeah, that was like rumored to be the villain. And there's like all these ideas of who was going to be. And some people were saying Al Pacino and shit. They thought because they were trying to like do the math of like an actor he hadn't worked with yet, who he said he liked. And Al Pacino kind of seemed on that list. So, yeah. So like he no, he didn't help. What he said was absolute like, oh, he shot himself in the foot. That was his mistake. Um, so yeah, so a lot of people were like, oh no, it's we shouldn't have these big name villains coming out because that would take away from the whole um Wanda vision, the whole Wanda Envision story. And I felt like, well, you're taking this kind of goes back to the whole comic book thing, but at the same time, like I was hoping for the House of M story where it's like, oh, is this the way they introduced the mutants? Because mm-hmm. in House of M at the end of it is they took away the mutants. Oh, are they going to do like a reverse thing and bring them back? Oh, no, they're not. Okay, whatever. And I know a lot of people were hoping for Mephisto coming out because some of the uh, clues were alluding to that. And when it wasn't, some of the fans were pissed off. Another group of people were like, well, you're ruining it yourself or hyping it up yourself. Yeah, I. it's and it's, it's like, well, that's the, that's the part of comics is that there is a source material that you can start guessing 
and have some fun with it. Yeah, uh, I get the hyping up thing. Like, I, so I totally get the argument that this show should have been the focus of just Wanda and Vision's relationship and her grief with him dying. But at the same time, it's like if you're gonna say something like there's a huge cameo, you can't. You're kind of diverting people from that and naturally putting them in a position where they're expecting something big and they find themselves distracted from like the story, what it should have been about. Like if he hadn't said that, I think I probably would like WandaVision a little bit more. But um uh what was I gonna say? Yeah, I don't know. Like another cameo, like like so many people in the middle of that show were like thinking of cameos for who could be. I don't know if you've heard this one, but there was one episode where Rambo said she had a engineer friend or like physician uh Oh, read. Yeah. And a lot of people are saying it was going to be fantastic for and it'd be like John Krasinski and that had that'd be how they introduced it. And I was stoked for that because I really want to do like I want to see like fantastic for John Krasinski and uh, Emily Blunt. I think that'd be sick. But uh, so it's just like you can't help but get a little stoked for it. So it's like that's why I don't know that didn't have that working for it by Paul Bettany saying that. Okay, what was the nail in the coffin that made me actually fairly upset with the TV show and was very I could have I I'm okay. I should have watched it on two times the speed and not watch it at all. One, the two uh-huh. was the Quicksilver cameo that pissed me off. The fact that he was in it or the fact that they basically retconned it when they're like, you're not actually Quicksilver. You're just a random guy. <laughs> no, no, it was, they pulled in the Quicksilver from the X-Men franchise. Yeah. And so it was, Oh, are you confirming the whole multiverse thing? Because Scarlet witch is supposed to be into the multiverse madness or something like that with Dr. Strange. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm super excited. That just proves the story that the story that you're pushing right now is multiverse, multiverse this, multiverse that. You have a Loki TV show about multiverse. You have a movie about multiverse. This is exciting. And yeah. all of a sudden it turns out that's like, oh no, 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 he has nothing to do with X-Men. We just want him there just for cameo purposes and a boner joke. <laughs> yeah, I was Wait, seriously. I was for sure a little disappointed. I don't think I was as disappointed as you were because I feel like they're already for sure going to do the multiverse stuff. But it, I did feel like that was a really cool opportunity when you have Evan Peters there and just retconning it and just saying, oh, no, he's not actually Quicksilver. He's, you know, this Boner character. There's some clever reference with Boner. I forget. that He's like he's some character from like an 80s TV show. There's a character that has that name. Anyways, um, yeah, it did feel like it feel like they had this great opportunity and they just dropped the ball, you know, it was, it would have been like, Oh, this is we're we're reconning Quicksilver in the sense of like, Oh no, we're bringing in the X-Men universe and this is how we're doing it, which kind of would have confirmed the house of M thing a little bit. And okay. All right. I feel kind of bad. Honestly, for the actor who was playing Quicksilver in age of uh, Ultron, and it's like, oh, they didn't invite him. That kind of sucks. Like the first Avenger to like just get killed off and never come back, kind of thing, for a second movie. Um, I feel a little bit bad for him. Except for uh, Terrence Howard, I think he was the first. <laughs> Which one's Terrence Howard? The original um, uh, uh, War, War Machine. Machine. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he got he he got he was snapped so, out of existence. He was so minor where it's like I didn't feel bad for him, so I was like, all right, okay, whatever. No, um, yeah, I don't, I don't feel bad either, but I just, yeah, just dumb yeah. joke. But, uh, yeah. So that's with the whole Quicksilver. It's like you said, they they could have done something so great, and they dropped the ball, and that's where it's like, you, this this is what you chose? I'm kind of Everything hoping, else I could get with, but this? I'm kind of hoping, honestly, that they somehow 
retcon the retcon in a weird way like they say like no it's actually not bone or whatever his fucking name was like they say that actually is quicksilver i don't know somehow well, do some that's with uh mandarin yeah yeah exactly so i hope they kind of like retcon the retcon in a weird way i don't know how they would but i don't know get the russo brothers to fix it <laughs> They can fix anything. They can do no wrong, in my opinion. Yeah. But so I think they they can. Uh, by all means, they one hundred percent could actually. But as it stands right now, that's the story we're going with. They X Men doesn't exist, and he is only for a punchline. Yeah. Well, I'm the multiverse thing's for sure going to be. I mean, that's pretty much all but confirmed for the new Spider Man. Because have you heard all the rumors there that like. Toby Maguire's like stunt man and like Andrew Garfield's like stunt double have been I, like spotted on set of the new Spider-Man. So it's like all but confirmed basically. And Jamie Foxx playing Electro and the original actor for playing Doc Ock is also back. Honestly, yeah. okay, it was honestly after one division where I've stopped caring about all the rumors and stuff like that. Before it was, I am super excited. Is this going to be their version of uh of into the spider, whatever spider-verse? Verse, yeah. Spider-Verse. Oh, this is going to be great. But then somebody was like, oh, no, that's not going to be the case. And then after seeing WandaVision being super disappointed with uh, that cameo, after that, I was, I don't care about the rumors anymore. I'm just going to walk in with, like, low expectations <laughs> with that from now on. I mean, that's probably always a good way to go. I feel like you should always have, like, I feel like cautiously optimistic. You know what I mean? Like, don't have high expectations and be like, I'm hoping it's good. That's the right way to go for me, at least. But uh, I do find myself getting pretty stoked. But at this point, I'm really stoked still for Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and uh, the new Spider-Man. But... Uh, well, yeah, so it's like I was hoping for the consistency. Oh, my gosh. We're going to stay consistent on this story? Great. Oh, I mean, I guess that's cool to see a backstory behind these two characters that are now being flushed out. Yeah. But that was yeah. about it. Yeah i think yeah for me i just got too distracted by the teasing of the cameos and i just naturally wasn't into wanda and visions like weird love with this machine half oh my gosh, machine. no only a small niche of people actually were like even the people who were into the comics were okay all right cool i think we might talk to different circles of people because everybody that i see is always like oh it's so beautiful i love it you know oh no a lot of people did say that but what i'm saying is i i feel the same way too that like all right I, I didn't care about them before. I still don't care about them now. Yeah. Yeah, I think also... You know, I don't know if this bugged you. Did Agatha Harkness bug you a little bit? Not her as a character, but the way they used her. I didn't like... Like, for me, I my theory was going to be that Agatha Harkness, like, is causing this. You know what I mean? Like, she caused the way the city looked. I thought she was going to, like, kind of, like, try to, like, steal Wanda's powers. And the way she did that was, like manipulate her mind and like take her innermost like desires and then be like putting her in a world of her own desires you know what i mean and like in that when she's vulnerable then she can somehow steal her powers like to me that seemed like a way more interesting story than just wanda creates all this and then this weird witch somehow just forced her way into the world which we never saw you know what i mean she just wound up there and somehow she's immune to like the mental thing that wanda does even though wanda does it to her at the end you know i don't know if you felt that way So Agatha did bother me and it bothered me in a different way of like, I, I'm just kind of annoyed with you. Like she was supposed to be that kind of annoying neighbor character, but I was just very, I'm a little bit annoyed. And the whole Agatha theme song was 
people are like, oh my gosh, isn't this super catchy? <laughs> what part of this is even catchy? <laughs> I mean, um, it's silly catch. It's dumb catchy. It's not like actually catchy. But no, like you said, like now that you pointed it out, how did she get in without, well, one, one, the knowing, two, like you said, get mind control to begin with and get mind control? Well, what you can probably argue saying that, like, oh, she now magically knows how to use her powers and now she can overpower her like that. Yeah, to me, that's just weak writing, too. You know what I mean? Like, I guess it's like if you ever have to say, I guess that's why this happened to me, that's not a sign of great writing. And I think uh, like, well, you can say that she whatchamacallit when people were complaining about like, wait, how did she get those runes on the wall? Oh, she saw it. The how did she know how to wall? cast it? The what on the wall? Who? Oh, you know, I the guess. runes. Uh, no. So Agatha had the runes were basically depowered. Wanda, but then Wanda later on purposely missed and shot against the walls of her barrier, hex barrier thing, and depowered Agatha. Mm. Um, yeah. People were like, oh, well, she saw it. Okay, seeing is one thing, but like actually casting the damn thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, I had a friend who basically his like retort, he loved the show and his retort to it was it's chaos magic. Chaos magic can do anything. It's just like Dude, that's way too easy. You can't. So chaos magic, you can literally just like create an entire world based off TV shows you watched as a kid and make people like live in that and also create an entire presence based off the memory of this person you loved and also like learn this magical spell that this witch who's been around for like hundreds of years has perfected and you see it for five minutes and later you master it and use it against her like she gets all of that because she has chaos she, magic you know like she's two- the scarlet witch <laughs> if, i mean if they explain that better and Do- i'm open to them explaining it better in doctors the next doctor strange but i mean she does seem overpowered right oh no she, she is supposed to literally be the strongest character right now but okay Oh, I'm, I'm saying, not denying anything what you're saying. I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah, I'm saying, like, I get the, like... So I get that if she is the strongest character, but have you noticed her powers just seem, like, too convenient? I think that's more my main point, you know? It's like okay, there's so no consistency what, to her powers. This is what they're doing correct with the comic books, because in the comic books, they've already explained her powers, like, five different ways. So before she was a mutant, she uses hex magic. Now it's like, oh, no, she's not even a mutant anymore. She, she just has magic. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> And it's just chaos magic. Yeah. So, so yeah. She has yeah. been retconned. And the funny thing is like, oh yeah, no, they're portraying the comic books accurately. In what sense? The it doesn't make any fucking sense part. <laughs> so again, comics, I don't care. I don't care about that's cool that I guess they're doing it the way the comics did, but at the same time, the bigger thing for me is just if I like it and I'm just not a fan of how much her powers can do anything just with no consistency you know like i don't know i don't know bugs me that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) no that's that's why i said like with this move with this series i it can be dismissed minus the for me vision kind of actually looking like a bad guy because a badass in a sense of like being kind of a detective questioning things using his mind and like muscle in this and also they developed two characters that we didn't give two shits about before and just about everything else was kind of oh the the three character cameo i won't say i'm gonna say two character cameos the uh randall park and girl from two broke girls but in four i forgot her name at dennings 
Kat Dennings. Those two cameos were great. Loved it. Um, but everything else was very. I could have gone without watching this at all, like completely. Uh, I'm happy I saw it. I just would have preferred to like binge it. Like I watched it like every week. God damn, those episodes felt so underwhelming. Every oh single. Oh gosh, I binged it in like three days. <laughs> exactly. I would have preferred. I wish I could have done that because when you just imagine watching one episode a week. Can you imagine how bored you would feel or just like at the end of every episode, like that's it? Because they're like Falcon and the Winter Soldier does it right. It's like 50 to 60 minutes. But WandaVision, it felt like it was 20 minutes. And then like every time it would end the like bar telling you where you're at, like when you pause something or fast forward it, it would look like it's only like two thirds of the way there. And the credits would take a long time. And I just be like, this is it. That's it. There's nothing more, you know? Oh, I was very annoyed with that. I was super annoyed. And even though when I was binging, I was trying to look. I, I checked several times. Where's the two times speed button? How do I fast forward this? Oh yeah. my gosh. Are you sure this is updated? Oh my gosh. Where's, where is that button? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But I have talked to a fair amount of people that were very, oh my gosh, I really enjoyed it. This was great. How dare you speak ill? Well, they didn't say that, but they gave me the impression. Don't you dare say anything bad about it. You know what I have to say to them? What? What, Vince? Fuck you. They're all terrible people. Unfriend them on Facebook immediately, Jaw, or else this podcast is on hiatus. <laughs> well, yeah, I when I compare the two with also I'm um, kidding. Don't do that. In no, case I'm your not. friends listen and think I actually think this. <laughs> I'm not, no. Oh gosh, no, I can't. Um with Falcon and Winter Soldier, I enjoy it. Uh I think that the story flows a lot better. Um, I mean, they both still have the I guess kind of thing, but I'm enjoying one over the other, and they're actually the characters are a lot more flushed down, developed. Whereas for me, WandaVision was okay. I really wasted three days. I wish I could have gotten back doing something else. I probably could have watched it all in one day. I can binge it like a pro, but um, yeah, no, I think everything that I didn't like in WandaVision, I don't find it in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So even like even just format stuff like the, how short the WandaVision episodes were, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is like an hour, like a piece. So it's like you don't have that problem. Like expectations of cameos. Nobody in Falcon and the Winter Soldier said there's going to be this big cameo. So I didn't have this expectation either. And like characters I actually care about, like Anthony Mackie, I mean, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm way more into those characters than I am like Wanda and Vision story. So like more action, like this show for sure has more action than WandaVision. So like every detail that bugged me about WandaVision, I don't have that with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, the action definitely is a lot better. It's more entertaining. Yeah, and I think also like a complex character like John Walker. Did we have anyone like that in WandaVision? Like, I guess Wanda, but it was I got distracted by the whole sitcom shit and then like her just being able to do whatever the hell she pulls out of her ass, so I didn't really care. Okay, let's be real. Minus Wanda and Vision, was there even anything? Okay, minus the two headliners, was there a complex character? Randall Park was pretty complex. (laughs) He's a fucking badass. Um, <laughs> I love I love Randall Park, but he didn't do a whole lot in the show. But I like him as an actor. No, I, I like when he he when the spotlight was on him, he shined. Hmm, think um, so. I, I think know, he's so. Just, he's just kind of like average to me, but eh. well, like he it was great. His roles are a little bit more memorable. Whereas like when I watch WandaVision, all right, whatever. Yeah, anyways, people probably get the point. We didn't like WandaVision. We like Falcon of the Winter Soldier. You excited for Loki? 
at first I was imagining Loki to be an entirely different thing. Um, I feel like I'm a little bit tired of the motif that they're going for. So the whole like, oh, you are part of the secret agency that does stuff. Um, that's that in itself isn't really the most original thing anymore. But it's um, because, never been done with Owen Wilson before. <laughs> but like seeing the way that like it, this series seems a lot darker than what I had envisioned. And I'm big on dark. So I'm excited for it. And again, it hasn't been done before with Owen Wilson. That's unique. I was actually a little bit surprised. Like, Is that Owen Wilson? Does he have a serious role? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, it probably, yeah, Mystery, I don't know. We'll see. Okay, I guess. Besides Marley and me, what else has he done in terms of serious? <laughs> uh, you mean Dupree? That was a pretty serious movie, right? Oh, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> you know, it's funny. That's actually this like really like not great rom-com. It's like the only other movie Russo brothers have directed. <laughs> oh, huh, it's so, it's so out of character because they've done like the best episodes of Arrested Development and Community. And then they've done, you know, the big Marvel movies. And then they did this movie, this rom-com with uh, Owen Wilson. <laughs> Mm. yeah weird i don't know but uh either way i guess uh i feel like we could retitle this the falcon and winter soldier and wandavision review episode because that's oh, probably no, we what can. we talked about most yeah yeah no we can't at this point all right all right cool. so, so we'll do that now like that we've we completely everything. now that we've completely changed gears what do you guys think of and winter soldier and falcon and if you liked WandaVision, go ahead and do us a favor and don't listen. Unfollow, unlike everything. Just never speak to us again, right? Right, Ja? Or just come back for the next episode, whatever. All right, that's fair. Sure. We need the viewership, listenership, <laughs> audienceship. Uh, yeah, yep, it's true. Anyways, yeah, well, I think well, we've said everything. This is a long episode. Uh, yeah. We'll finish up. Wait. What is your opinion on Loki? Are you excited for that? Um, I'm like neutral. You know, some people seem to really be enamored by Loki and he was like kind of a cult favorite among people when he was in the first Avengers. But uh, I was just kind of like, yeah, you're cool. But I'm like, I'm not like dying for Loki. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't need Loki, but I like casually enjoy him when he, whenever he's in a movie. But I never think like, oh, man, I really need a series about Loki. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. The trailer looked good. We'll see. At the end of the day, we'll, we will see. I'm more excited for uh, Moon Knight whenever they release that show. Oh, yeah, they are released. I forget that they're doing that. It's funny because they have they th- do have three movies coming out this year. Uh, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and Eternals. Yeah, and I'm waiting. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's funny because right now Black Widow is it's getting a, lot, a fair amount of advertisements. And the other two, you don't know jack shit about <laughs> yeah and it's funny because i'm way so the show's like like we're like casually into the shows you know not super into i'm super stoked for all the movies coming out even black widow i think that looks like a really badass kind of james bondy spy movie um and then inhumans i'm fucking stoked for because i love sorry (laughs) yeah you know yeah not inhumans eternals i'm fucking stoked for because i love the idea of like strong characters who have been there all along and the backstory by them is that they've been around for like eons and eons of years and their parents so basically they'll have been around when the like when the blip happened you know what i mean and just wondering what they were doing during that time how they reacted to it i'm super into that idea assuming that i think it is set in modern day from what i heard but i haven't looked into too much i can't comment yeah 
So I'm pretty stoked for that though. Uh, and it's the director is like done some really like good artsy work, so I feel like it's in good hands too. I am excited for Shang Chi and Eternals. Black Widow. It does feel a little bit weird, um, because people have stated a lot of people have, are a little bit confused of like, okay, well we killed off Scarlett Johansson, she's finally getting a movie now. It's fine the the plug her in whatever timeline, but it's a little weird that she's getting a movie after she dies. I mean, regardless of continuity, that doesn't matter, but just, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. People should know it's between civil war and infinity war. I think. Well, I think, I think people do realize that it's definitely before it's, but it's just like, oh, it took a little bit too long for this to come out. I feel like it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's, it's like, if it came out a little bit earlier, I think a lot of people would have been, no matter what people want to watch it, but I think people would be a lot more, they wouldn't have a, this little bit of like, okay, this is a little bit weird kind of thing versus um, I think with Captain Marvel, I think that's another one where I think if it came out a little bit earlier, people would have enjoyed it. Yeah. I see that argument. I almost like the timing for both in a weird way. Uh, Cause I like the idea of like having like these stories built up where we started off with Iron Man and we got Captain America, Thor, et cetera, in like present day. I like the idea that like in the 90s, there was like this kind of shit happening too. We just didn't see it. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. That's kind of interesting oh, to me. Okay. So I'm I mean, that's kinda, cool. Yeah, I like that. But and then the Scarlet, this, uh, sorry, not Scarlet Witch, the Black Widow thing, I'm kind of okay with because I like the idea that like she was the only character that really died in Endgame and was like permanently gone. So this is kind of, and that goodbye was a little short. There wasn't a huge tribute to her. So it's almost like this movie is like a final goodbye for her, you know, assuming she doesn't somehow come to back to life, you know? So, well, now that you bring that up, that doesn't make sense because everybody got a farewell. Everybody got yeah. their big moments. Steve, Tony, they got their big moments. Black Widow didn't. And so, I, I mean, I'm hoping that they give her this chance to have her farewell tour in a sense. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking it would happen. So we'll see. And it's nice. It's going to be on Disney Plus, too. So goddamn, they postponed this movie so fucking much. It's been like a year and a half. Oh, yeah, no, they're, they're trying to get their money back to get a theater release. That's why. Yeah, no, I, I get it. But it's just like, God, I've had to wait for this movie for so long because I've been pretty stoked from day one. Like, Because I want to see the numbers of like these movies that are coming out with HBO and Disney Plus because I'm not sure if they did make enough money for Raya for uh soul and for mulan and then i know hbo with zach's with a zach snyder cut i think there was clear message saying that viewership and subscriptions went up when the snyder cut came out like mm. that was definitive but i haven't really heard too much about any other thing yeah i don't know it's a good question but well, anyways uh, go ahead yeah i feel like we've said everything <laughs> we've said everything we could say about marvel we're uh Stoked for the movies. TV shows are all right. Just not WandaVision. <laughs> yeah, I could go, really go without that. Anyways, uh, closing remarks, Vince. Just take oh, us out of here. Uh, just love the ones closest to you. That's all I got to say, Joe. Ditto. I agree 100% with that, Vince. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, all right. Have a good night to all. A good night. We'll, we'll night, see everybody. You. We'll see you sometime. Bye-bye. Bye.